Hello, everybody. We are finally back after a long break. We had some vacations, some trips, just a lot of stuff going on. So the, the podcast took a backseat for the last couple of weeks, but we're back. Uh, we're going to review the PGA Championship for you guys. What an exciting tournament that was. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Charles Schwab coming up this weekend uh, and also growing our game as always. Uh, but, so a huge episode, and we're excited to get back into it and talk golf with you guys once again. Uh, speaking of the PGA Championship, uh, Brooks Kepka has number five, uh, his fifth major. Just a, a great all-around tournament all weekend. Uh, one of the uh, what I thought was one of the cooler things is, uh, you know, once everything was over and wrapped up, a lot of guys, doesn't matter, you know, you feel like the, the media has kind of created this this world where the live guys and the PGA guys hate each other. Uh, and I do feel like there was a sense of, you know, when it first happened, probably a little bit of backstabbing, but once the dust settled on everything, everybody kind of realized, like, listen, you know, they had a chance to go over there and make a bunch of money. I, I feel like a lot of it has subsided, uh, unless you're Patrick Reed, who keeps trying to go through a lawsuit, you know, with these guys and all that other stuff. But, you know, Roy McIlroy came up and gave Brooks Kepka a hug. You know, th- there was a lot of just, hey, you know, it, it squashes behind us. Congratulations. You won a major championship, you know, and kudos to you. Uh, but Slade, before I talk too much, what are your thoughts on the weekend? Yes, I mean it was an amazing weekend. So much happened. Uh, like you said, Brooks gets his fifth one, uh, fifth major. Um, the the funniest thing when you talk about the money and stuff like that and what they had done is so Brooks went over and he's somewhere around what was it, a hundred million dollars for four or five years to play mm-hmm. on the Live Tour. Um, he also has incentives built in, like to make that hundred million, I guess, is that how it's structured that when he wins, like, so supposedly so he's a major, he won a million dollars through live for winning. Right. Right. So his, his, his contract is a hundred million dollars, but yeah, he has on, on top of that incentives. Like, yeah, he just got paid a million right. for winning. Um, so he got 3.1 from the PGA for winning the tournament this past weekend, plus a million dollar check from live golf. Plus he already signed a hundred million dollar check last year to play on live tour. I mean, I mean, you can't be doing much better than Brooks right now. <laughs> no, definitely not. It, you know, with a baby coming, uh, yeah, you know, that, that child is set. But my, um, my favorite part is the full swing episodes that we got to watch with him, and that he has the big room with the open slots for the the majors that he hopes to win. And right after it, uh, his his wife posts videos of her dusting it off so that when yeah, he gets home, he that. can put it in there. That's pretty funny. Yeah. No, uh, I mean. Uh, I, I talked about it before. I, I mean, I, I love Brooks. I'm a huge fan of his, um, and I don't blame him for going and taking the money. Uh, but it's nice to see him fully healthy again and competing. We saw him already win two live events this year. Uh, he, he looked good at the Masters, and, and you know we we talked about it before. Uh, just kind of fell apart on Sunday, but it, it's nice to see him win another major. I think that the key difference between what happened at the Masters and what happened this past weekend. Is he, if you look back at the Masters, I really feel like he played defensive golf throughout the first couple holes on Sunday. That allowed John Rom to, who was playing aggressively, to, to make some more shots and get up there, tie the lead, and then you know from that point, Brooks was trying to scramble to get back. On Sunday this year, you could tell Brooks went out there and played his normal game. He was out there, he was attacking pins, especially on 18. He's coming up 18. He has, a, I think, at that point, he had a three-stroke lead. And, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, just don't blow this. And he, he pulls out driver. He smokes it right down the middle. He, he played the hole, you know, as well as he had all week. Um, and so it was – that's what I feel like was the difference between the PGA Championship and the Masters is he went out there and he played true to his normal game. He wasn't trying to play defensive. He wasn't trying to, you know, limit his mistakes. He was like, listen, we're going to go out there. Whatever happens, happens. 
Victor Halvin put up a hell of a fight. That, I mean, it was a great round of him. And then the same thing that we saw happen to Corey Connors on Saturday on hole 16. They get stuck in that bunker, and they, they just could not get a lo- enough loft out of it, and they both bury it right into the, the edge there. I said as he was lining up, I was like, I really hope he gets this out. Like, I mean, it, it's cool to see them battle back and forth, but I was like, after watching Connors the day before, I was like, I, I, I hope he gets this over that lip. Like, that's all I'm asking for. And sure enough, I saw him swing, and I didn't see the ball, and I was like, it's in the lip, isn't it? And it, it like, immediately saw his reaction. He's like, oh, shit. Um, but still, I, I – Overall, it was a, a really good tournament. A lot of ups and downs throughout. Great battles. You know, you had Sheffer leading day one, Connors lead day two, uh, and then into Brooks and Victor battling out the last two days. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed this PGA tournament. I feel like this lived up to, to more hype than the Masters even. Uh, obviously, you know, the Masters is Masters, and it was a lot of fun to watch that. Uh, I just feel like it, in terms of storyline, and it helped too that, you know, these guys played through through so much. I mean, the Masters kind of got hampered by the weather delays and all that stuff. Uh, but we saw these guys battle through, you know, it was light rain, obviously, not compared to trees falling like we had at the Masters. Um, you know, so a little bit different weather conditions. But just the, the overall tenacity of the course mixed with those weather conditions, uh, you know, it really felt like it separated the best from the best. Uh, and an exciting championship. Uh, speaking of Brooks winning and, and obviously him being a live player, as we discussed, do you think this says more about Live golf as a whole or the PGA? I'll let you. Um, so so I, I think it says more about Brooks as a player, I guess is what I would say. Uh, I don't think that it really supports either either group because Brooks, I mean, had he given it time, had he been able to take off and rest and, and get the, the time off that he needed, he, he could very well be at this point if he was still playing the PGA, you know? Um, they have a lot more, um, how would you say, like they have a lot more um, expectations on the PGA that you're supposed to show up for a certain amount of tournaments throughout the year, mm-hmm. uh, that you're being funded through all these sponsors and stuff like that, whereas it's it's not as much as that. Plus, they don't play as much on the Live Tour. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think in Brooks's case, it says a lot about him and that he was able to make that decision. I mean, he if he doesn't win – uh, the Masters and the PGA. I mean, do you do you think that everyone's still talking crap on Brooks year after this year? Like he got to play in the big tournaments, and and I, I think that this year him being able to play in those two majors, I think it said a lot about uh, the the development he was able to make. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the crazy stat if you look at Brooks outside of his live competitions, this was his ninth win, and we just he has five majors and nine wins. Uh, and I mean, if you look at Brooks's career in the grand scheme of things, Liv is a perfect fit for him because, you know, he, the smaller tournaments like the Charles Schwab, he, he really wouldn't ever care about. Obviously, you know, if it would, you know, you flash back and you make designated events last year, I think he plays in those a little bit more. And, and obviously, you want a nice paycheck. But, um, and he said this before, and coming into full swing, you and I talked about this, is his whole kind of stereotype or persona people, you know, look at him as is he doesn't care unless it's a major. And that's kind of been backed up by this fact that he really only he shows says up. Says it. Yeah. Well, he he did before, but he I, or, said I only practice for the right, majors. Right. <laughs> um, I, I feel like this year, or at least through full swing, you saw him care a little maybe. bit more. Uh, and I mean, maybe that was because he was injured. He wasn't playing his best stuff. And you know, obviously, every golfer wants to stay on that top level. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the whole PJ versus live debate, I agree with you. I think it says more about Brooks himself. Now, I will say, I I know when a lot of guys went over. Everybody was looking at that as, okay, those are the washed-up guys. And I will say, 
you know, when Phil left, I think everybody agreed that, you know, his time had passed in the PGA Tour. Obviously, he won the PGA Championship in 2021. Um, but other than that, he had not really played well in any major sense. Uh, he was missing a lot of cuts, and he went to the Senior Tour and was doing things there. But the, the Senior Tour is vastly different from you know, the regular PGA Tour. Um, there's other guys like Cage, Lee, uh, you know, smaller names like that that affected that I feel like, yeah, that kind of does fit. Like, those were guys that you were never going to – or, excuse me, not Cage, Lee. We're going to talk about him in a minute. I, I, I jumped ahead. Um, I can't think of the guy's name now. Um, I, I, it, I'm, I'm, Real quick, though, uh, uh, one last thing on Brooks that I want to ask you is uh, I don't know when this video was taken or when it was – when he was asked this question and put this out, but – um, it says a lot about Brooks because every other golfer that goes out there, it seems as if their mentality is they're going out there to play for themselves, play their best round. Uh, there was a clip that was posted, and it was my first time seeing it, and that Brooks has said that like when you go to a major, there's, what, 100 people at the, at the tournament. He said of those, only 50 of them are going to be able to have a chance at winning. He said of those 50, half of them are going to be able to play great that weekend. Like it's their mm -hmm. weekend. They're, they're building momentum to play. He said, so you only have to beat 25 guys. He yeah. said, once it comes to Saturday, not all those 25 guys made the cut. He said, now you're only playing a handful of guys. And I thought that that was an interesting way to look at it for someone that has made this, this big deal that everyone's like, Oh, he only practices for majors. He doesn't care about the little tournaments like we had just mentioned and stuff. And then to have this comment, like, Hey, look, I'm not out here just to win for myself. I'm not here to beat people. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, that's absolutely true. I mean, if you look at any given weekend on the PGA Tour calendar, I mean, I, I feel like that's true. Guys either have it or they don't certain mm -hmm. weekends. I mean, Scotty Shelfer can go from tournament to tournament, and he can be competing like we've seen the last few weeks. And you, you know, you look back, and he was really struggling at, at some struggling for Scotty Shelfer. Right? I keep yeah. I keep saying these guys are struggling. And they're still out of the top those. ten, but yeah. still, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I feel like that's definitely true. You know, and, and you you look at the scoreboard throughout the weekend. There's gonna be five or six guys that are in that top 10 the entire time they're battling it out every day. You know, you're going to have a guy come up there and, you know, the next day they're going to fall back and things like that. But there's usually, you know, a handful of guys that throughout the whole weekend will battle out for the lead. And so, I mean, it sounds arrogant, but I, I mean, I feel like for the most part it's true. Um, but I mean, just, just back to the whole wash up thing. I mean, like I said, there was guys that left and I, I, I think that fit the bill. Uh, but I mean, Cam Smith literally won the open championship and then defected uh, I don't think anybody was calling Dustin Johnson washed up or, or anything like that. So, I mean, while I, I do think that that stereotype fit, a lot of the early guys, I would say, that left, um, you know, the, the later guys like you know, DJ, Brooks, and, and Ken Smith, especially those three, even Bryson, I mean, I think that kind of even fit him because I, 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 I know was, he was dealing with some injuries as well, but I just feel like his, his game as a whole was just off. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people are talking about, well, he's too focused on the long drive championships and stuff like that. And, you know, is his swing doing more damage to his body than, you know, helping him? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we look back at the Masters. He played horrible at the Masters this year and, and, and the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, he goes to the PJ and again, he's up there battling for the win. He played really well all weekend. Just kind of stumbled throughout the day Saturday and just couldn't put anything together on Sunday. Um, but I think if we're going to look at his who had the better weekend, you know, Liv or the PGA? I think Liv, obviously, they get the winner, but uh, they also had Bryson up there. Uh, Cam Smith played pretty well. Dustin Johnson, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, I think he might be in that stereotype of, I got my bag, I'm, I'm fine. Um, but, you know, he's just making cuts right now, and then he just kind of falls back, and he's at, you know, then. Um, he always kind of has that I don't really care that I'm here attitude yeah. also. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of. I think I, I I would agree with that. I feel like that was before he made the hundred million. Yeah. Before whatever his bag. I feel like for him, if, if if he shows up on the weekend, he's like, okay, I feel good. I'm playing good. You know, I'm gonna go for it. Or if he's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not feeling my best right now. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make the cut. I'm gonna get a paycheck, and I'm I'm set. I'm, I don't know Dustin Johnson personally, obviously, but I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that fits the bill for him. Yeah. Last thing we got to talk about before moving from the PGA Championship is obviously the block party that was going on the weekend. Uh, Michael Block was the Cinderella story of the year. Uh, he was shot even all three or all four days, um, which is absolutely insane to see. And of course, the, the crowning achievement is on Sunday. As he's paired with Rory, he dunks it on, I think it was 17. 15. 15. You're 15. right. Excuse me. Um, I was I said I was sitting on the couch watching that and I saw it hit. I didn't see I didn't see it bounce or anything. I was like, oh, did it shoot over the green or whatever? And then I saw everybody like screaming and going on. And I had the TV muted for a minute because Hannah had just got home. And so I'm talking to her and she's talking to me. And I'm like, did he just fucking make that like out loud audibly? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And she turns, she's Isn't that the guy you're talking about. And I was like, yeah. And sure enough, you know, he, he dunks it. That was just such a cool moment to see. I mean, just watching his appreciation for the, the whole event throughout the whole week, you know, they're interviewing him. Hey, you shot even today. You know, I think he was top 10 at that point because it was, it was a rough day on Thursday. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm just out here, you know, just trying to have fun, just playing my game. You know, Friday, it's like, hey, you made the cut. You know, you're ahead of John Rahm. And he's like, you can tell that, all right, you know, he got a little bit emotional. Six strokes ahead yeah. of John Rahm. Um, and then you, you cut to Saturday. He finishes his round, shoots even again. I think he was still in the top ten at that point. And they're like, hey, you're going to be yeah. paired with Rory McIlroy on, on Sunday. How do you feel about that? And, um, you know, that that's everybody's dream is, you know, we want to be on that stage. And for, for him to go out there and – you know, we were texting. It gives like my golf game hope. Like, obviously, I'm not. I'm never going to be that. Like, shoot those scores. But you know, if if this, he, granted, he's a PGA pro. He puts a lot of work in. This is not his first PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he can go out there and just you know a, a regular Joe Schmo guy and shoot even and make it through the cut and you know get to play with all these superstars and make a hole in one, uh, you know, it just it gave me hope for my game that you know I, I can I can get better. I, I can improve. I can still have fun with it. Uh, your, and your thoughts on block just shooting even even though you would think that that's a great that, that that's like just like uh, it's it's good like he didn't shoot great he didn't shoot horrible i mean we have the one of the top three golfers in the world that shot six over for the first two days yeah. so i mean it, it it was not easy by any means what he did to shoot even especially because um like you said, after Thursday, they were like, oh, hey, you shot even. What a great accomplishment. Like, hey, you're like 10th because of the way that the scores were. And he like was like, yeah, it's great. Like, uh, I'm just glad to be here, basically. Like, I'm just happy to be here. And then the next day, like you had said, you made the cut. And he's like, this is a dream. I'm living a dream or whatever. And then like Saturday, after Saturday, when they say he's going to be paired with Rory McIlroy, he says, uh, I'm not sure life can get much. I didn't think life could get much better or something like that. It got it. My life just changed somehow, but I don't know how yeah. <laughs> or something. And then and sure enough, the next day he makes the whole right. Run. I mean, Sunday after that, he's sitting, uh, I don't know, at some dinner place or wherever in the clubhouse, whatever the deal was. And he gets a call for this week's tournament. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we would love you to come. And now online uh, they have, I think it was like the RBC or something like that had, call, had also messaged at him now and it's invited him and stuff and so like he has not let it go to him head his head yet as i as far as i've seen i mean he said like look i get to play in two tournaments in the upcoming weeks and then i go back to 
to do an uh, instruction my, my, at yeah. a golf course. Like that's my day job. Like, yeah. and I, uh, some, some I, I just made, I just made a quarter million dollars playing in this tournament, but I'm still going back to work next week. Yeah. You know, I mean, still the, the best part for me was I just saw this video today is when his caddy found out how much money he was making from the tournament. That they were doing the calculations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's just, like I said, it's so cool to see. And, and I still don't think it, it's fully gone through his head. I think he's, nope. I mean, obviously he's just a very humble guy, but the videos of him showing up at the Charles Schwab this week and Max Homa, you know, who's had a great mm-hmm. year walks up to him and, you know, they're just chit chatting and he's like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm blessed to be here. I'm happy. Um, you know, I, I hope he plays well again this weekend. Uh, I know he just missed out on you, the invite back for next or no, I'm sorry. He did get the invite back for next year, yeah. uh, but he missed out on like a temporary PGA tour card and Correct. all that stuff. But, so just a, a magical weekend, and those were not easy conditions, let alone the course itself, where it was so difficult. Like you said, the world number one at the time shot six over through two days, and here he is in an even. Um, and then and, throughout the, the weekend as a whole, uh, Saturday, we, you know, we talked about how horrible the weather was there. Just kept his head down, plugged along, shoots even again. Uh, and then Sunday, he, he looked like he was going to break that streak, and then he makes that hole-in-one. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, so Sunday, you had just mentioned about him being invited next year back to play. Um, he almost didn't get that opportunity also because on 18, on his approach shot, he hit it left into the grass kind of between two bunkers. and Into the gallery. He, he was in, in the crowd. Correct. Yeah. And it was in the grass. Like he yeah. he did not – he has just attempted just to get it on the green somewhere. And he ends up putting eight feet away from the hole to give himself a chance at one putt to put himself in the next year's tournament. I mean, I mean it, he putting is what really helped him this weekend, yeah. also because he's a phenomenal putter. Yeah, th- those are the. I mean, when we go to like the range and like the practice bunkers, those are the situations we imagine ourselves in. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I got to get up and down here, and you know, the, you know, and we, you know, in our heads, we're like, hey, we're going to win the tournament. He he was getting up and down for his chance to come back next year, and he did that well all week. Uh, and I, I couldn't believe how well he played out, not just the bunkers, but you know, around the green. I I think he was one of the best guys I watched all weekend. I don't know what his, his stats reflect. Uh, but just watching, I, I mean, it was, it was it was so impressive. There were so many situations where a normal guy like you or me would have hit the ball there and been like, shit, like here's you know three strokes for me to just get out of this area. And he gets it up there and he's rolling it close to the hole. And, and like you said, he putted super well. He played his golf the way that he knows how to play it the yeah. entire weekend. He made the comment that – I think it was on the 4Play podcast. He made the comment that on one of the holes, Rory pulled out an 8-iron and he hit a 4-iron. And that they oh, yeah. hit the ball to the same distance, like on the green, like. And he said that it it's not something that that should happen like that. A four hundred yeah. eight iron should not go the same <laughs> distance, but that's his distance that he hits with it, and that's Rory's distance, and that's the difference between him and Rory. He said. <laughs> and I think I, I saw uh, PGA post. I think his the irons he played were like ten years old. Like they're not they're not the newest very, technology. Or very anything, scuffed but, up. He yeah. said that he stuck with them because it's what he's been using. That's what yeah. he's used to. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm being I'm I'm a huge Michael Block fan. I would I'll be cheering for mm-hmm. him this weekend. Um, speaking of the Charles Schwab challenge, let's go ahead. Let's look at our fantasy picks as always. Um, looking back though, real quick, let's update you on our standings. I have passed Nick. I'm out of last place. Thank God. Uh, not by much, but I'm out. It gave me a little bit of breathing room. I'm eight up right now. Uh, you are leading our group. You're one point behind Sam for the overall lead. But, yeah, th- things are tightened up a little bit. I've, I've put together mm-hmm. a few good weeks here. I'm saying that. I'm going to jinx it. I'm going to have a terrible week this week. But, nonetheless, everything is tightening up. And that that's just how it works out over the course of a long season. Now, I will say, I know uh, Sam has used Spieth, I think, five times. And um, Nick, Nick used Scheffler. 
Eckler five times. So I mean, those it's mm-hmm. going to get tricky. I, I I think the most I've used somebody is four times. So same. Um, guys are going to have to start watching out. So, uh, but moving on, let's go ahead. Let's look at our picks this week. Since I one out of us, I'll go first. Uh, we just talked about him. Obviously, I'm taking Michael Block. Uh, I mean, I'm going to ride the Cinderella story uh, until its end. Uh, I, I hope he just continues to play well this week. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to take him. Why not? You know, save me a usage of somebody else. Let me get a Michael Block top 10. Help me out here. Uh, Sam Burns uh, has also just played. Kind of, his head has been down ever since he, he won the WGC uh, technology match play. Uh, so I, I'm expecting him to kind of bounce back there in Texas again. Uh, I, I think he's going to be playing well. He hasn't played, you know, out of his mind or anything since then. Not kind of the breakthrough that we thought that win would be for him. Uh, but I, I think being back from Texas is going to help a lot. I'm expecting big things out of him this weekend. Tony Finau uh, won at Mexico. Hasn't really done anything since. Really struggled at the PGA Championship. Uh, just has not been able to kind of have any breakthrough at a major. Uh, you know, the closest he came was in 2019 when he was in the final pairing with Tiger Woods and Molinari. Um, but just, I mean, I think ever since then, he just had horrible luck in major championships. Um, so, but I'd like him to start to put together some momentum here throughout the summer. Uh, and as we head into the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. Uh, Victor Hovland coming off a great appearance at the PGA Championship. Like I said earlier, he was giving Brooks Kepka all he could handle. Uh, I'm ex- I need to see a win out of him here soon. Uh, last time he played well at a major. Uh, he was at the Masters. The next week he played well until uh, Saturday at the following tournament. I'm expecting him to play well the full weekend here. Uh, Justin Suh, another guy who played super well at the PGA Championship. Uh, I, I just think he's, you know, we saw him at the top of the leaderboards there in the spring uh, during the Florida swing, and then we kind of haven't seen him really since. Uh, I'm expecting you know, that really good performance at the PGA to kind of propel him through the summer months here. Uh, and Kurt Katyama, another name who was up there on the leaderboard. I think he finished top five, uh, top four, actually, at the um, PGA Championship. Hasn't really made any noise since he won the Arnold Palmer, uh, so I'm expecting a big weekend out of him. Uh, Slade, let's get your picks this week. Yeah, so a couple of repeats from what you had gone with. I'll start out with those. Uh, Victor Hovland, I picked him because it seems like he's kind of been on this roller coaster this season to where he plays like three great weeks of golf, and then he has one or two weeks where he's kind of middle of the pack. Um, Last weekend was great golf for Victor, and so I think that he's going to follow it up again this weekend. Uh, Sam Burns, winner from last year, like you had said, he won the uh, technologies, what was that, the team one? And Yeah, yeah, and so... um, I'm looking for him, like you had said, being back in Texas, having already won at this this tournament. Uh, I think that he's going to have a really good chance at getting a good score uh, fantasy-wise this weekend. Uh, Tony Finau, I think that he's kind of been silently very good. Well, no, I guess it's not silent, but very good at these kind of mediocre level tournaments where he struggles at the bigger tournaments like you had mentioned. Um, Justin Rose, I, I don't know why, but I looked – power rankings and he was like up there and i was like well the last time he was up there he placed like fifth so i'm gonna pick him uh he he had a really good week at the the pga tournament he just kind of sputtered throughout the weekend but i mean he was up there the first two days and i think he still finished inside the top 10 yeah and i think that last weekend for the guys that did do bad it was it's a little hard to judge them on that just because there were so many guys that were good that did have a a real uh tough time getting around the course uh i also matched you with kitiyama and then uh my big one that I'm pulling out this week that I didn't want to have to use him, but he's in Texas and he always does great in Texas. It seems like Jordan speed. Uh, I think that 
him and Hovland realistically are going to be the two that are kind of battling it out within the top five this weekend. Um, so I just couldn't let him uh, not be picked. I think I would take Scheffler over Spieth to be battling out with Hovland for the win this week. Just because, I don't know, I, I, Spieth's risk still concerns me. I mean, I know he played well this past week, uh, or better than I think anybody predicted him to do with taking the week off for his wrist. Um, but I, I don't know. I just... For me, he doesn't so, really have any. So Scheffler is my guy that I had picked fourth, like you. Mm-hmm. And Speeth, I'd only picked three. So I figured I would pick Speeth this week. It being in Texas, like you had said, Scheffler is great in, in Texas also. Um, Jordan also being great in Texas. Um, so I, I just figured I would go with Jordan just because I hope that he's able to kind of rebound here. Yeah. Um, look, looking at our uses here real quick. So Sam has used Rom, Speeth, and McElroy four times. Um Nick has used Thomas and Thomas four times, Scheffler five times. Uh, then you and I have both used Scheffler four times. So um, just a quick update on our uses. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get our cash out picks for this week's uh, slate. You can go first. Yeah. So I found this one. And it, it, I found this right after I made my lineup, and I was like, "Well, I kind of have to go with it." So I bet it and everything. <laughs> I went with uh, Speed Hovland and Finau to finish in the top ten. This bet includes ties. So you know, if there's seven dudes tied for ten. You can book it. Um, plus sixteen hundred is is really good odds, I think, for that. So that's why I went with that. Uh, my other one was Kitayama over KH Lee, and that one was at plus one twelve. I feel like Kitayama. I feel like that should be more even money line, in my personal opinion. But so I figured at plus one twelve, I, I should try and pick that one up. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, like you said, with no disrespect to KH Lee. Obviously, he's he's a professional golfer. I'm not, but he has not done anything this year in my mind to elevate him above Kitayama. And again, Kitayama coming off a huge performance at the PGA Championship. Uh, my picks, um, they're both going to be round one picks. Uh, so Scheffler over Rose at minus 195. Again, anytime Scott is in Texas, he always seems to play really well. Uh, I, I think Justin Rose is still going to have a good week, uh, but I think Scheffler is just going to play a little bit better than him in round one. Uh, and my other pick is Burns over Spieth. Again, with Burns, my fantasy team, um, Spieth, Risk still concerns me, but I think Burns overall is just going to have a better day one. Uh, and so that's what I'm taking. And I realize that now this is Wells Fargo. It is not the Wells Fargo's for the Charles Schwab, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, so that will wrap up uh, our, you know, our talk about the PGA Championship and the Charles Schwab this weekend. Uh, it's time for growing our game. Uh, this is a really fun segment, Slade, and I really like bringing to you. Nick was supposed to join us tonight, uh, but actually it'll kind of work out that he'll be here next week. Uh, instead, uh, the Jack Wagon Sports Cup is coming up in a few weeks, the Golden Cup. Uh, we're going to be battling out June 10th uh, to be determined, but uh, it, well, the course anyway, but it will be June 10th. Um, so we're just going to predict what our, we think our scores are going to be now and try to lock in. And we're also doing, we started a fun little golf competition with our, our group. Um, you know, obviously, we live all over the place from each other. Sam lives in Florida. You guys live in Pennsylvania, and I'm in North Carolina. Uh, but we still want to, you know, be engaged with golf with each other just outside of, you know, talking about it here weekly with you guys. Um, and so we're going to we, we have to basically, like Nick say, kind of call our shot. Uh, so, like, I'm going out golfing on Monday. That's the round I'm going to use. I, I'm announcing it before time. So, you know, whenever we're going out, be like, hey, this is the round I'm using for our competition. And then whoever shoots the best score with the handicap you know, wins that month. And then we'll go from there. Um, so, Slade, what do you think? You're going to shoot at the Jack Wagon Sports Club. Um, I have not played golf at all since last year sometime. Um, been 
all over the place recently. And uh, so I'm really hoping to just keep it under 120, but I'm also trying to keep the cup because I know that it really irritates both you and Nick that it's in the garage on top of my beer fridge and that it's not displayed behind me somewhere. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a 114 because I think that was the winning score last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to say, I mean, when I went out with Sam two weeks ago now, I shot a 105. And that's the first time I ever played well like around somebody else. And that was coming off the week before I shot a one, 135. Like that was it was the bottom of the barrel for me, and I was with other people. And then I went out with my brother-in-laws and my dad that Saturday. We only played nine holes, but I shot a sixty-three. And then so the fact I was able to pull a one hundred five out, I shot under fifty on the front nine for the first time forever. I mean, my, my problem was is I think we were coming to pull eight, and I looked at Sam and he was, I mean, he, he was playing better than I was. But I was like, man, if you would have told me at the start of the day, I would have only been four shots behind you right now. Like I've. I, you were, you already called you a liar. You were having a really bad day. Um, and then as soon as I said something, I mean, he continued to play well, and I just fell apart on the back. I could not, could not get out of a bunker. Could not, I just a lot of bad shots. But um, so I would like to say like around 105. But I, every time, especially if I, if it's getting competitive, uh, I, that's that's when it gets difficult for me. So I'll, I'll say 115 is what I'll shoot. I mean, I, I, I'm still hoping to win. Um, but I don't know, Nick's practicing a lot. He's got new clubs. So, so I was going to say, I haven't played at all, so I have no clue what my score is. I'm going to be playing this upcoming week to try and get one in here right at the end of May. Um, but Nick also just recently scored a 105. You guys uh, both have been playing, uh, trying to play a couple times here and there. You've played mm-hmm. much more than, than Nick. But uh, I'm, I'm wondering if the key for you, do you feel, is if you get a couple of rounds in before we all three play together, and do you think that you almost kind of hope that those rounds don't necessarily go perfect? That you maybe oh, yeah, I hope score towards like a one twenty ish or yeah, I, I hope it's I hope it's like that a that you can drop ten off of it when it comes time to when we all three play together. No, yeah, I, I hope it's a repeat of what what I was just talking about, where I yeah. had two really bad rounds back to back, and then I pulled out a really good rounds. So I'm hoping. So this will be the last round I play before we play. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm full on hoping that I shoot like a, a 130 again. Like I'll be like, it'll suck. And, and one thing is, is I'm going through a brand new course. I've never played this course. I've never even seen this course. Um, it was just a really good deal in golf now. So I was, I was like, screw it. Why not? Uh, so I've, I have no idea what's in store here. I have no idea, you know, first of all, what condition that the course is in. Uh, but second of all, just how difficult it is. Um, and so, on one hand, I'll be upset that I shot really poorly, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, maybe I got my bad round out of me. I'll get some more practice in, and then then we'll go play. Uh, and, you know, it might, it might benefit you to just I, – I think last year when we played, like, you hadn't played in a while either. You so, really went out and bought a new driver the day before. So, and you showed funny up and thing, and you funny won. thing. I'm purchasing the same uh, putter that you currently have. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to be playing with a brand new putter that I've never putted with. <laughs> And a driver I've played one round with, I think, or two rounds, sorry, sorry, two rounds. I played the round with you guys, and then I played with my dad and brother a couple weekends after that, and that's the last time I played. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how, how it all works. Yeah. I was at the PGA Superstore this past week. I used their simulator, um, and I was looking at the drivers, and I found two really good drivers. One was a Callaway Maverick, and the other one was a Strixon SX5. Mm-hmm. Both really nice drivers, and I was like, and like they were under two hundred dollars. I was like, "That's crazy." I was like, "No, not today." So I passed on it. Um, 
and then I, I saw a stealth there from last year. It was like 225 and I was like, mm, The one that I have. Yeah. That's half price. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I mean, they it came was, out with it the was, new one. Well, it was, they came out with the new one. Yeah. yeah. And being used to help. But yeah. Um, so when we play, I probably won't have a new one. I mean, that'll... Probably that'll for the be best since you just shot a 105, which is ten, nine shots better than last year's score for the car. And I barely <laughs> use my driver, too. I use my three-wood yeah. more than my driver. And I, I mean, I think that's... A little the, bit more control. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm not slicing everything to the woods. But uh, more, more practice. We'll see. I mean, like I said, whenever I start getting into competition, it just gets into my head and I can't play as well. So uh, my, my hopes aren't high. Um, Will there be turn dogs? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, but uh, speaking of, of food and beverage... Um, so I saw this on TikTok. I brought it up to you guys. Sam was the only one to answer me. Um, but just to, to pass along the information to you, so this, this guy said he was playing around at the local municipal course, got paired with a random guy, and it was him and his friend and then the random guy, and they were playing around. Um, and his buddy made a birdie, and they were celebrating stuff, you know, having a good time. Um, and then after the round, the older gentleman was like, you know, one thing you guys are missing, you know, from, from your golf game uh, is what's called a birdie bottle. He's like, what's that? He said, you know, have this bottle on hand, and whenever one of you make a birdie, you take a shot, and, you know, that's just your, your celebratory thing. So I asked you guys, what should we make our birdie bottle? But I just want to know your personal preference. In, in, you know, what bottle would you keep in your bag for your birdie bottle? So my personal preference, two reasons for it, uh, would be a screwball peanut butter whiskey. Okay. The first reason would be because it tastes great by itself. You you don't necessarily have to mix it with something like tequila or vodka or whiskey, like a regular whiskey or something, right. you know? Um, second reason is because I don't get any birdies. So it'd just be warm whiskey and it's cheap. So it'd, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's actually not a bad choice. I mean, Sam and I were talking this, this through last night. Mm -hmm. um, it was before he even said anything, it was going through my head. And I was like, I mean, tequila is like the, the one liquor I can take a shot of and it's not a problem. Problem is, is I like tequila a lot, so I don't think I'd be able to do oh, just one shot and put it away. So I need something that's smooth and I can handle. Uh, but you know, at the same time, it's like okay, if that one shot's good, and you know, I can finish my round. I'm not going to be crawling mm -hmm. to the next hole. Um, so my, I do like the the, the screwball pick. That's a good pick. Um, my other one would be Jameson. Uh, Jameson just seems to be a really smooth whiskey. Um, any of if we had to go like Jack Daniels, uh, I had the. I have not had the Sinatra Select yet, but I've heard that's like a super smooth, good like sipping whiskey. I was like, okay, I you know that that could be a good one. Um, and Gentleman Jack, I bought that on my twenty first birthday, and I did a couple shots of that. That wasn't horrible either. So those are my options. I would pick. Uh, I mean, so it sounds like we're going to be having Screwball at the, at the Jack Wagon Sports Cup, even though like you said, we're probably not going to be making any words. Uh, Loser has so, to drink warm whiskey. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, but I, I think that, that now that the fact that we're going to have an after party this time afterwards, it's going to be a lot more fun. Uh, so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, but we'll talk about that more next week uh, with Nick here as well. So we're super excited to bring that to you guys as well. Uh, but that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for checking us out as always. Uh, make sure you head over, check the links in our bios, go follow our socials. Our merch store is still live. Uh, and we appreciate everything you guys do for us, and we will see you next week. Sounds good.